I'm horny. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> get in there. Don't go yelling things like that. I got kids up there. Or out there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children Podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. After a long week, the Married with Children podcast is here, it's party time, and it's bedtime, guys, because it is a nightmare on Al's Street. That's right, season one, episode 11. My name is Al, and I am joined, as always, by the guy who's getting his driveway paved, Jerry. What's up, Jerry? Dude, it's going to look so good. Like, wait till it rains and it clears all the debris out. Ooh, fantastic. And I am also here with the guy who just got back from the Tellers Against the Penny Convention, Justin. What's up, man? What's up, dude? Once again, I don't get the joke. It's wow. Steve. <laughs> I swear, to God, you give you give Jerry the softballs. <laughs> I got, like even if I get it, I don't have anything for it. I'm just like, oh man, I don't have anything witty. And then like Jerry like gets the one where like, oh now now the kids won't be playing in my uh, uh, a, a big hole in my driveway anymore. Like those are the easy ones. What's up with that? I'm sorry. It's he's setting. He's setting. It. Yeah. Why why are you giving him the Steve one? I should get the Steve one. Yes, right. Can we, can we start this over? <laughs> I'm setting him up for failure. Uh, yeah, guys, so this is Nightmare on Al's Street. While Steve is out of town for the week on business, Marcy starts having dreams involving a romance-minded Al, which turns her dreams into nightmares and turns off her sexual urges, prompting her to look into the source of her nightmares. While a clueless Steve asks Al for advice on Marcy's sudden lack of sexual needs. I do not remember him asking Al about anything. He, well, yeah, I have, I have the line written down because it, it's the funniest line in the show to me when he's like, um. Well, I know what he says when he opens the door. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Al, I'm horny. What are you going to do about it? That's a little creepy. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Like, who knows where that could have went? Yeah. Oh, I know where where it went. For some reason, Peg starts off this episode by fake cooking breakfast for Al by just, like, jingling around styrofoam or whatever so it sounds like bacon sizzling. She was trying to get Al out of the house as fast as possible. Like, she's got daytime TV to watch. Yeah. She does purposely put a cactus by his alarm clock, so it also could have been done just (laughs) to screw with him. Yeah, the cactus. Yeah, that was the best opening joke ever, man. Yeah. Hey, Peg, is there any reason you put a cactus where my alarm clock used to be? I I swear to God, I'm going to start making myself look really cool and or funny in front of guests. Like, when we have people over, 
I have to say, but they would never be over in the morning, so I can't walk out of, you know, down the hallway and, and ask my wife, is there any reason you put, you know, I just wish I could live this type of life for some reason. I know it's a sad dream. <laughs> but, it seems uh, like it would always be entertaining. I know, it, it does, right? It just seems like it would be fun for some, it's so dysfunctionally fun, I don't know. Yeah. Al, I was just telling Peggy about this great idea. You know that little hole in your driveway? The one all the neighborhood children splash and play in after it rains? <laughs> well, these guys just finished a major repaving job a couple of blocks from here, and they offered to redo both our driveways for only $500. Isn't that great? Look, they said we have to do this right away or they'll be gone. And I think it's a great deal. Uh-huh. Uh, what does Steve think? Well, he's in Buffalo at a meeting of Tellers Against the Penny. Steve firmly believes that the one cent piece is a thing of the past. Well, I'm sure the feeling is mutual. Come on, Al, make a decision. These guys are leaving the neighborhood. Well, of course they're leaving the neighborhood. These guys are crooks. First, you got to believe they just happen to be in the neighborhood. And second, we have to believe the two guys see Marcy and they're willing to come back. <laughs> I mean, is there nothing so stupid that some woman won't fall for it? I fell for you, sweetie. <laughs> it's not a whole overhaul or anything. She just mentions fixing holes, this and that, the other thing. How much does it cost to get your whole driveway done? Like, even today? It'd be about $1,068.83 in 1987. It, it, for inflation. <laughs> what is wrong with you? So wait, five hundred then. So right now, that'd be like somebody telling us they'd fix it, like some holes and messed up parts for for a thousand each. Yeah, it would be like, well, yeah, no, it would be a, it would be a because it was was it. Oh yeah, right. Sorry, no, no, yeah, thousand altogether. So it'd yeah, be but... like five hundred each now. Oh, a little Man. over five hundred. <laughs> and I didn't feel like five hundred was a crazy two two hundred and fifty dollars a piece to fix a few holes. I like, I'm like. How hard is it to d to do it yourself? Right? Yeah, to to patch that. Like, obviously, like we live in America, and it takes forever to get a pothole fixed. But I still feel like if it's your own driveway, you could probably do it yourself, or just put rocks in it and stuff, like whatever. And here's the other thing that doesn't make sense to me: Marcy came over and was like, "Hey, Al, we can get this done for five hundred dollars. That's basically two hundred fifty dollars a piece." Like, Al just has $250 laying around when she constantly makes fun of him for how little money he has. Yeah, how many paychecks is that? Uh, according to Peggy, seven and a half. Justin, what's the inflation on that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, Steve makes 300 a week, we learned, in the poker game episode. So, Al, I mean, he probably makes, like, uh, like $50 a week. I don't know. So, yeah, it's like a month's and a half pay to do your driveway. Yeah, I don't... And that's a deal. She made like that was a great deal. Steve, uh, which Justin missed, is at a... He's a, he's in Buffalo at a Teller Against the Penny convention where he thinks pennies are a thing of the past and he wants to eliminate them from the American currency. Is that what it was? Is that he wanted the... It, it was a penny convention? I, did, I, kn I knew that... Where he was somewhere, but I didn't understand what that was. <laughs> yeah, it's there's another episode where he wants to, he he goes to something to like lobby to get a ninety nine cent coin created because everything's five ninety nine, twelve ninety nine, thirteen ninety nine, 
So, but that's that's stupid once you have tax because then it's no longer ninety nine. Well, somebody said that to him and he goes, "You sound just like those guys down at the blah blah blah." You know, so the best line, which just reaffirms everything we've been saying about Al's point of view on Steve. <laughs> Asphalt and finances are male-oriented fields. And since Steve is as close to a male as you have, <laughs> he should be in on the decision. I'll have you know I have a degree in economics and work as a loan officer in a bank. So if anything, I am more qualified to make financial decisions than you are. So this is the first mention of a legendary thing on the show. In this house, I'm the boss, and I make the financial decisions. Oh, and what a shrewd financial decider he is, too. Come on, honey. Tell her about the time you shrewdly decided not to buy into that property that some sucker built the Sears Tower on. <laughs> hey, don't forget, Peg. The money we saved there allowed us to buy that two-thirds acre on Lake Chickamacomico. <laughs> uh, it may not look like much now. But when they figure out how to keep plants and animals alive in there, that's going to be quite a little paradise. I'll bet. That is amazing, because anybody who really loves Mary with Children and knows it inside and out, they all know Lake Chickamacomico. It's like this toxic wasteland that, uh, for some reason, there's a lake there, or maybe they <laughs> dumped everything into the lake, and, it, and it's not even going to be... Uh, uh, inhabitable to the year 3000 I think they said <laughs> like until all the chemicals just die off and deplete with their poisonous fumes and everything so Al bought that as an investment and then they end up going there one day so it's pretty funny oh Jesus when they went there was it was it actually padlocked like you said the army had it padlocked uh, well they got in and they went fishing and all the stuff that's over there it started affecting them like all the radiation and everything like Al rubbed Bud's head and his hair came off into his hand. They grew tails and stuff. It's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It, the, the show is a lot different than it is now, but it's funny because now like, it's still grounded and stuff, and they still try to have real situations or reality and, like I said, be a little bit more like Roseanne. Not that, remember, they came first. They're not trying to be Roseanne, but they're still, uh, they don't even know what they eventually created. So they're just trying to be a normal show like Cosby's. But, you know, outrageous. Eventually, they're just going to do things that are not humanly possible in real life. I'm going to work. Marcia, I'll see you tonight. What for? Well, after these guys rip you off, you'll be back to tell me I was right. Because I will be. <laughs> You're that sure of yourself. Mercy, I'd bet my retirement property on it if the Army didn't have it padlocked. So uh, then Al says, all right, all right, Marcy, I guess I'll see you tonight. And she goes, why? He goes, so you could tell me I was right. 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 <laughs> are, are you sending us to a dream sequence? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh... Mom, big news down the block. The cops just arrested these two guys trying to pull the old asphalt scam. <laughs> what? Yeah. You know the one where they offer to redo your driveway real cheap? But they just use oil, so when it rains, it all washes away. You have to be a real phoebe to fall for that one. Who are you calling? Al's mother. I told him I'd invite her for the summer, the next time he was right about anything. Well, how do you think he'll take it? Take what? 
Hello? <laughs> My having to tell Allie was right. You're not seriously going to do that, are you? Hello? <laughs> well, I have to. He's bound to find out if he hasn't already. Marcy, let me tell you something. Peggy, is that you? <laughs> Peg tells her not to tell Al that he was right. So now Marcy goes to sleep with this guilt on her mind that Al was right and she was wrong and she never admitted it. Dream sequence number one. Marcy's sleeping in bed. So she dreams that she's sleeping in bed. Guess I'll see you tonight, Mars. What for? You tell me I was right. You're not seriously going to do that, are you? Tell me I was right. I was right. I was right. Marcy, I'm back. Steve? I thought you weren't due back till tomorrow night. I missed you. Oh. Sorry I didn't call. So, you, uh, want to fool around? Well, sure. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, Al was looking pretty good dressed in Steve's clothing. Like, <laughs> right? He looked pretty slick. I was actually like, you know what? I'd have a sex dream like this. I mean, not with Marcy, with Al. That's Marcy's disgusting. But with Al in that suit, yeah, maybe. I think I could, I think I could get down with that. Well, first of all, I always find it weird when people are down to like have sex as soon as they wake up and stuff. Like oh, in yeah, any I TV know, show right? or movie, I'm just like, ugh, <laughs> sounds terrible. Um, but yeah, uh, I, when we get into like why she's having the dreams, I, I do think that it's kind of a little lame. Um, I think that it would have just been funny to that all of a sudden she was having weird dreams. She didn't know why. Or maybe she saw Al washing the car or something. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. You know, or maybe she like hate, hates to admit the fact that like, oh, like Al Bundy's kind of like like that manly man is kind of attractive and she didn't want to admit it and she had to admit it or something. You know, I, I just find that the whole reason that it's like the guilt of her not saying that she was wrong like it just doesn't really connect i don't see how that it really applies see i'm the complete opposite of you i think it makes perfect sense like she doesn't like it's just like when steve had like this is a replaying of the poker game where steve lost to al and we talked about how steve hates that he lost to al how he thinks he's better than al only to get one upped by al who he thinks is lower than him. the same situation is now happening with marcy where Marcy was wrong and does not want to admit that she was wrong, not only because it's Al, but because it's a man. There's, there's, so there's an extra uh, feminist thing added to this also. And um, to me, that makes perfect sense that her, that her having to struggle between being a good person who tells the truth, is an honest person, and being someone who uh does has way too much pride to tell al she was wrong so it makes sense that she would have sex dreams yes because she finds al repulsive so admitting al is right is is her uh saying that a man in this case al has dominance over her (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) okay 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 It's a, it's a little bit uh, more dream logic than I was thinking at first. So, okay. 
Yeah, it's funny. I just went with it, and then I, I totally agree with Justin while he had a complaint about it, and now you just completely brought it back for me. Like, I literally am now back on board. Okay, let's, okay, Justin, if you, uh, if, if you went home tonight and had a sex dream because uh, you were wrong about my theory about the sex dreams on here, are you going to message me the next day and be like, Jerry, I had a sex dream about you? No, no, he has to he has to tell you, Jerry, you were right about this being a great premise for the show, and I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. otherwise... And then my sex dreams would go away. Right. If Justin did dream about you, would you have feet in his dreams? Al doesn't have any feet. Now, what do you think that is? Do you think Peg, subconsciously, that is the most vile part of Al? Every time he takes his shoes off, the plants die and all that time? No. And they... I mean, or, yeah. or is it just, like, dream logic, like... Like, you, you ever, like, dreams are weird. Like, I never noticed anybody's feet in dreams. I don't think I've ever seen anybody's, like, notice anybody's feet. I'm going to pay attention next time. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I've been trying to figure this out, too, and I was, like, trying to, like, look deep into it and be like, does this mean she doesn't think that Al, like, stands up for himself as a man in life and has and just has not moved forward, hasn't got a promotion with his job. He's in such a standstill that basically he can't stand up for himself to better his life. Jerry, it sounds like you need the book uh, Basic Dream Interpretation. Marcy is reading it. I actually have it. That's what I've been using uh, for this episode. You're preparing for this whole episode so I could prepare and sound really smart and people would think, man, Jerry's like really smart and deep, guys. He knows about the feet thing and the the justification of sex dreams and how they uh, uh, they match up with guilt and how that can cause degradation in a feminist point of view. Like, wow, he's really impressive. <laughs> yeah, I was just watching Freddy Krueger movies. Man, you did all that? Well, yeah, because I'd rather read about feminism than watch a Freddy Krueger movie. <laughs> What's with her? She had a dream she slept with you last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's a lucky gal. Are we to... Now, is something wrong with me here? Are we to believe the whole dream transpired and then Marcy jumps out of bed, but we just saw, since it's for television, we just saw the jump cut of... Him turning around saying that and her just bursting out of bed. Like, I thought that's how it really went down. But apparently they have sex because later on, I think even Steve says that, you know, Marcy's having dreams that she's sleeping with your husband and stuff. Now, why didn't Marcy just say, well, no, you know, he just turned around and said he wants to fool around and then I jumped up. No, she actually did. The The line is, uh, do, 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 where do I have it? Uh, then what happens? Nothing sounds like my owl. Like, so she says it's, it is a sex dream because it was about sex and it was going to sex. She just never said they actually had sex for this one. Now, the second one, uh, when she says it's a sex dream, um, she doesn't get to go into them having sex because at that point, Peg blows up about it. So well, I think they play around with it just because it is on TV and they, they probably didn't want to go too far with it. Like, I plus, think the uh, Al probably just didn't want to have sex on screen with Marcy because <laughs> then he'd have to watch that for the rest of his life. Marcy, I'm home. Steve? Yeah. Uh, sorry I'm late, honey. 
The pro-penny people pelted us with nickels. <laughs> Did I wake you? Steve, it is you. Well, of course it's me. Hey, give me a hug. Mm. Did you miss me? Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry. Daddy's home. And Daddy's gonna make it all better. <laughs> I'm home. Oh, hon, you wouldn't believe the traffic over O'Hare tonight. I swear, someday that's where they're going to find Amelia Earhart. But the eagle has landed. You want to fool around? Here's a weird thing. What do you guys think of this whole thing? The parallel. Two times, Al seemingly does, the, or Steve does the same exact thing, and then both times it's Al when she, when he either turns around or when he's holding her and she looks up or whatever in the second time. Immediately, Steve wakes her up, comes in the room, and almost acts the same, dresses the same, walks to the same place, takes his clothes off the same way. Then actually asks for sex again is that her familiarity with steve like she knows him so well that she could just like see it before it happens in a way so it all makes total sense to her in the dream and that's why she thought it was reality and stuff like is he that predictable or is just just really convenient television making i I think a little of both honestly i think the convenience of it makes the joke uh, a little bit funnier. It plays off the the dream a little bit better. But I also think she does have familiar. She does because there was a joke earlier when uh, she says, "Oh, he's gone on vacation." Like, "Oh, were you up all night because you had sex with with Steve all night?" Peggy says this to her. So like, even Peggy knows that when he gets back from one of his like uh, meetings or whatever, they start banging. If Steve had had the dream about Al, this totally could have been uh, Freddy's Revenge. Yes. I think we made that joke already. (laughs) Oh, damn it. (laughs) Yeah. When we asked if the ballet was turned into uh, a musical of Freddy Part 2. Did did y'all love Al's face when he first found out about Marcing having a sex dream about him? Like, his big, goofy smile... In that was just so pleasant, and I was so excited for him to see, like, this true form of happiness come on his face because he knew he was about to, like, lord this over Marcy. How would you react if, like, if your fiancé or Alex, your wife, like, one of their good friends, like, had a situation like this? I have the same exact smile. <laughs> like, it's funny. He smiled. What he did was what was in all of our heads, like— he did exactly it was perfect. He he knew exactly how the world would feel to hear which all men would feel yeah. if they heard something like this. It's it's the greatest thing in the world for the opposite sex to to fantasize like to hear that you're a chick's fantasy? Yeah, Dude, you're gonna tell me you're not gonna have a goofy grin on when you hear that? I'd be like, damn right. Unless she's really gross. And that's the thing. Marcy is repulsive to Al, yet I think it's that kind of thing where 
he it doesn't matter. It's not about that because he doesn't have to go through with it or anything. But just to know that uh, that annoying little neighbor next door who who dislikes him so much that she's sitting there fantasizing about me. Boy. Yeah, <laughs> like it still works <laughs> somehow. I'm still not upset about it. Um, after uh, Steve does his tr- his true entrance, and it's almost the same except he mentions. You know, something about Amelia Earhart. I swear that's they're going to find that's where she's buried one day. I, for, I think it was under traffic or something. Marcy gets up, runs to the bathroom, and throws up at the thought of having sex with Steve, thinking he will turn into Al. <laughs> she starts throwing up now at the thought of sex with Steve because what just had been happening with Al. Um, but the nightmares seem to be over at this point. Now, Kelly gets a great moment. Pizza's here. Kelly, you know that's not the way to hold a pizza. Mom, have you ever tried to carry one of these things sitting on the back of a Harley going 60 while trying to hold on to a fat guy who's wearing nothing but chains and black leather? (laughs) Yes, I have, and that is not the way to do it. (laughs) So you think that she just shot her mom down. Like, you just don't get it, Mom. And then she just goes, yes, I do. And that's not the way you do it. <laughs> that's awesome for me because I actually ride a Harley Davidson. Like, I, the nice weather, every day I go to work on my bike. It's just, like, the greatest thing. So whenever they put those little hints into the show like that, I love it. Mm-hmm. Peg gets confronted again about these dreams that are continuing. But this is just after the second one. Like I said, it's over after that. Uh, and then she says something about now she throws up at the thought of sex with Steve. She says, do you think I like that or whatever? And then Peg goes, I threw up at first too. Then it passes. My fiance used to have dreams about me cheating on her a lot. And she would get mad at me. But <laughs> for what I did in, in her dreams. And I'd be like, I can't help what I did in your dream. That's on you. I have no part of this. And she goes, uh-huh, sure you did. And would give me give me shit about it. Not like hardcore, but like in the same way Peggy's doing right now, like where she's like, you're dreaming around with my husband. And and then she goes and asks Al, well, what are you doing in her dreams? Like yeah, I have to literally. To get mad at Al is really weird. Yeah. So like I have literally had, I've had this situation happen to me where Reese has got mad at me because I've cheated on her in her dreams. Not even in my dreams, in her dreams. Yeah, my, I, that's happened to me and my wife, too. She dreamed about me cheating about three times now. Was one of them with J-Lo? Uh, no, I never get that lucky. Wow. I'm waiting for that video to surface one day. Ah. So, does she, like, get mad at you for it, though? Yeah. She yells at me. But here's the thing. It's almost understandable from her and what's going on in her mind, because... Maybe she saw me look at a chick on the beach. Maybe she heard me say something about a girl on TV. So it's in her mind or whatever. So, but to to get mad at me if her best friend dreamt she slept with me is insane. She should just be upset with Marcy. Uh, Agreed. Like, I completely agree. Now, she could be upset that if she feels like Al is encouraging these dreams with his, like, uh gonna go wash the car shirtless tomorrow thing <laughs> but otherwise no what are you doing like and it's so funny because al's like seriously how do you get mad at me for this i i didn't do anything it, it d- doesn't make any sense peggy is just completely irrational she's never been in the situation and she's handling it all wrong 
Marcy is reading this book, basic dream interpretation, trying to figure this all out. Steve is like, if you want, want my, my body, body and you think I'm sexy. <laughs> Come on, baby. No. And I always like remember that growing up just from him. I, I think I've heard the real song two times, but I, it, that song is always Steve to me. It's my ringtone now. <laughs> Steve, Steve singing that. <laughs> if you want my body sexy come on sugar let me know if you really need me just reach out and touch me Steve okay? please I'm trying to read well you won't have to stop just let me get a hammer and I'll nail that sucker to the ceiling <laughs> Steve I have a question it's possible to dream that you're interpreting a dream or must you be awake to do this and what are dreams anyway could we just be the dream of some greater sleeping being and if so are we then in fact real I want sex Marcy I think I'm getting nauseous alright that's it look I've asked more than a couple of women to go to bed with me in my time, and while I admit some of their responses may have been somewhat cruel, not very many jumped up and stuck their heads in the toilet. Now, something strange is going on here, and I demand to know what it is. Don't toy with me, Marcy. I'm horny, and I've been to Buffalo. And he's horny, and he was just in Buffalo. What is the worst rejection you ever had when a girl, uh, when you asked a girl to have sex with you? I've never had a bad rejection in, with that, but I, I was at a club one time and I went to dance with this girl and she just turned around and looked at me and gave me this like real like, are you serious look and walked away. And I was like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was really uncomfortable and awkward because like all my boys were like around me and they're like, yeah, man, go for it. It was like this hot Asian chick with like these white pants on that were like you know very bright in the club you know because like it, they were white under the lights and shit asian chick yeah which i barely ever see ever in in real life so <laughs> are they are those real things <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh, asian wait are you not supposed to say that isn't that like a rug oh no you're not supposed to say oriental okay <laughs> but you are wow you actually said the right thing <laughs> uh since when do we become politically correct on here Jerry, do you remember your worst rejection, or were you never rejected? Yeah, do you want excerpts from Volume 1, Volume 2, Volume 3? Mm-hmm. Uh, volume yeah, 4 has one of the best presses. Ones. Uh, I remember back when I was, like, bigger in the drug scene, uh, a chick literally told me there is not enough ecstasy in the world for me to sleep with you. Wow. Yeah, and I'm like, but ecstasy makes you sleep with about anything. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay a girl gave me her number and it was to uh a taxi cab company oh were you like <laughs> did it take you a couple seconds to to like realize what had happened like at first you're like oh did i hit two instead of three or something no no i'm an idiot and i said i said like does jessica work there <laughs> does jessica <laughs> so, work there so it took you a little time to realize what had happened huh and he goes, hey, Pally, I think you got the wrong number. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I just hung up the phone. I was like, I guess she did not want to go out with me. So I was actually able to get uh, rejected in a polite way, but it was still, uh, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, like, at least you could have, like, thought, like, oh, well, maybe she won't even know if I ever even called it. Maybe I just threw the number away. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no proof that I called it. <laughs> yeah, I've never had a girl be mean to me in that way, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess I'm the unlucky one because I have. No, it's good. We we need somebody for that perspective on the show, so it's it's all right that that happened here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Who is it? Stephen Bartholomew Rhodes. <laughs> Bartholomew. <laughs> Al, I'm horny. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> Like that? I got kids up there. Or out there somewhere. I don't know. Stephen Bartholomew Rhodes. Yeah. Baby, his middle name is Bartholomew. Wow. That was funny. And again, he's pissed at Al again, which makes no sense. Yeah, well, yeah, what... All these characters are making no sense with that stuff. <laughs> it's time for no man to take a little break in the jiggly room. I'm the DJ, and I'm going to play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Marry With Children. Marcy explains to Al why she's been dreaming about him in this way. So let's listen to that. I know now why I was having those dreams, Al. Do you remember the driveway repavers you said were going to rip me off? They were, Al. But I never told you. And the guilt I had manifested itself in my dreams. They said that... That I desired you? <laughs> no, Al. <laughs> I was being punished. Much as sex with you must actually be like. <laughs> so now, in order to rid myself of the guilt and those horrible, horrible dreams, I've come to say, you were right. You hear that, Al? You were right, and I was wrong. You're the man, and I'm the woman. And in this case, the man was right. The man knew better than the woman. The woman should have listened to the man. Are you satisfied, Al? Is that what you want to hear? Wait a second. Hold on a second. You didn't desire me? <laughs> you didn't even have feet. <laughs> Al's just, he's in the same perspective we are all in, or at least Justin's in, where he just can't believe that this isn't all about her desire for him. He, he, he's not even, he doesn't even care that she was wrong about the freaking driveway pavers. Like, it's the last thing on his mind. Like, he's like, uh, yeah, that's great, but you didn't desire me? <laughs> Even he sees Justin's point of view. 
Well, obviously, the line of the show is, I'm horny. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, I'm going to get that tattooed going across my chest. <laughs> so uh, we wrap this up with Al sitting on the couch. He's exhausted over everybody making a mental already. Al! Al, you coming up? I said I'd be up in a second, Peg. Peg walks up behind Al, starts rubbing the back of his hair and says something about coming up there again and then uh he says yeah just a minute and then they pan up and it's marcy behind him i said i'd be right up well don't wait too long tiger (laughs) (laughs) no ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review be sure to join their facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash Married with Children podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children podcast. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode. All right, guys, how many sideways boxes of pizza are we going to ride in on a Harley Davidson for this episode out of five? How many sideways pizzas do you give it, Justin? All right, so this episode, um, I actually wasn't huge on it before we started talking about it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, there were a lot of cool moments. And and I kind of like the parody on, like, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, that's cool alone in the title. Um, maybe it's because it was a Marcy-centric episode while I wasn't digging it too much. Um, but after talking about it, I, I, did, I did enjoy it. And I probably came up on my rating for sure. Uh, but I will give it 3.5 sideways pizzas, Delivered while riding a Harley Davidson. Yeah, pizzas held sideways while riding a Harley. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, wow. So three and a half pizzas held sideways while riding a Harley. How many do you give it, Jerry? Well, like, th- I really like this episode. Really solid jokes. Um, and it, it kind of came off quite different. Um, and the same at the same time. We had the, the show where the poker game where we're focused on Steve and then we have this episode where it focuses more on Marcy and it, it gives a little different feel, lets you kind of get out of the the north. Like one thing I've liked about this show as it's going on is every once in a while, every couple episodes, it throws you a curveball to where you're, you know, not just in the Al Bundy space. You get someone else's character and you get to learn a little bit more. And I really like that. And this one I feel is a bit more subtle and relaxing on first viewing. And it wasn't until my second viewing that I started actually going, man, I can't believe they got away with this. They did that. It, like the, the no feet jokes were killing me when Al like looks down and he's like, I have feet and he doesn't understand it. And we don't understand it. And it's really good. This is an episode that when I want to just kind of veg out and watch married with children, but I don't want to deal with something as heavy as like, uh the 16 year anniversary episode this is a prime example of an episode that i would watch a lot of good one-liners really funny it's way better than any freddy movie i give it a 4.5 out of 5 and that 0.5 is strictly for bartholomew (laughs) Ah. (laughs) yeah 
Nice. Um, I also give this four and a half pizzas held sideways while riding on the back of a Harley. Uh, this is one of my favorites of all time. Uh, I love the tone of it. I love the whole nighttime, like you said, relaxing, chill atmosphere. I love the, the parody of A Nightmare on Elm Street. I love uh, the whole idea of Marcy and Al because they always seem to want such distance between each other to have them to have them like intertwine that way without uh her control and stuff like that she's a victim of of these thoughts and there's nothing she could do about it. And al's reaction to it peg's reaction as crazy as her reaction is it still works for the show the whole premise and you know i i would have lowered it when justin mentioned that he didn't think the premise was good enough, but then when you explained it, it, it then it made sense to me again. And uh, so it went back up to 4.5. Like, to me, it's just it's just a, a solid, great episode, and everyone's on point. Everyone knows their character, and everyone just performs, man. Top-notch stuff. Guys, tune in to the show next week when we review Married with Children Season 1, Episode 12, Where's the boss? The near death of a Playboy owner of Al's shoe store starts Al wondering why he's never visited there. Feeling unappreciated, Al decides to take drastic action. Oh, man. Well, I guess it's time to wrap this show up. Uh, Oh, hey, dude. Justin, check it out, man. Ah. Is it time to redeem yourself, dude? Look at that Asian chick over there. What are the chances? Dude, we're in the Jiggly Room, man. At the nudie bar, anything's possible. I'm going over. Yeah? Wow. Alex. This is, how, wait, 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 dude. He's going to ask her. Hold on. But, but Alex, how, how did he walk over? He doesn't have any feet. How did he? Oh, wait, dude. He just got rejected. Wait, what do you mean he has no feet? What are you talking about? Look down, Alex. He has no feet. How did he get over there? That doesn't, doesn't even make sense in any real world possibility like wait a minute what? he has no feet that must mean that this is a this is all a dream pinch me w- what do you guys mean it's a dream does that mean we have to re-record the show Cat. oh god guys guys <laughs> 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 <laughs>